The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. I had these three good friends in junior high school and high school. They had just recently moved from Chinatown to our neighborhood in Long Island. They are George and Tom Lee and their cousin Richard Chin, all in the same grade. George was also in my Latin class, so I got really close to him. And one day, we were at the local bowling alley and decided to get something to eat. So George ordered a hot dog and I ordered french fries. Well, he asked, why wasn't I eating a hot dog? And I said, well, because it's Friday. We don't eat meat on Fridays. Now, George was a very good and faithful Presbyterian Christian, and he stopped eating, and he looked at his hot dog and kind of nodded, almost a little bit distressed, and then went ahead and finished the hot dog anyway. And I finished my french fries. But the point had been made. By observing the Friday abstinence, Catholics bore witness together to the reality that Christ shed his blood for us on the cross. Little did I know that later that same year, the U.S. bishops would remove the obligation to abstain from meat on every Friday of the year and retain it only as a precept, only on Ash Wednesday and on the Fridays of Lent. It caused quite a ruckus. I remember a Protestant friend confronting me and saying that Catholics were hypocrites. And my close Jewish friend, Mike Sultanic, who was very observant of his religion, Asked if we no longer believe that Jesus died for our sins. And all of this leads us to the discussion of the fourth precept of the church. You shall observe the days of fasting and abstinence established by the church. That's got to be the easiest commandment ever, because there's only two fast days in the whole year now. Instead of the ember days and all the weekdays of Lent and only a few days of abstinence. Why even bother? Well, it's not just something that we do. It has a great meaning. And this is very different from the many days of fasting abstinence we had prior to 
November of 1966, which I realized was before Father was born. You know, he said he was saving the best for last. Does that mean he saved the, the worst for first? I, don't, I wonder who preached that one. But I think that in looking at it in this way, we fail to see what else the U.S. bishops said in November of 1966 when they changed the law. They said that every Friday of the year remains a day of penitence. And I quote this saying because it's very important. We hope, the bishop says, that the Catholic community will ordinarily continue to abstain from meat by free choice as formerly we did in obedience to church law. How much the words of the bishops today are an echo of the words that we just heard from our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews. You have forgotten the exhortation, the author says. You have forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord. The real motivation for fasting and abstinence is not simply obeying a law. Do not disdain the discipline of the Lord, our second reading says. But why? Because we also hear echoing in our, wor- in our ears the words of Jesus today, the very troubling words he gave in answer to the one who said, Lord, will only a few people be saved? Strive to enter through the narrow gate, Jesus says. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. Do not disdain the discipline of the Lord. Fasting is not something we simply do to follow a law or to do something religious, but it's a necessary practice if we're to grow in holiness. If we are to embrace the discipline of the Lord, if we are to strive to enter through the narrow gate, fasting, abstinence, they do strengthen the will. If we can give up something good, food, That strengthens us in times of temptation to sin or to habits that can eventually destroy us. Now only that, only Christ dying on the cross and shedding his blood for us is our atonement. That's why we would abstain from meat that has blood on Fridays. Only that is our all-sufficient atonement for our sins. But we can participate in that atonement by our voluntary acts of self-denial. Self-denial, mortification, fasting, and abstinence are not ends in themselves. It's not a way of proving that we can do something. But they are an essential part of our path to holiness, a means by which we can conform ourselves in small and in big ways to the character of Christ and to the will of God. The call of salvation is universal. That's very obvious in our first reading and in our gospel today. After all, the word Catholic means universal. But only in the sense in which Jesus proposes in the gospel. When he says people will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline at the table of the kingdom of God. There's no race, no nation, that is excluded from the saving power of God in Christ Jesus. Yet it is Jesus, the loving Savior, 
the all-merciful Savior who says to us, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. Now, wouldn't it be kind of silly for me to stand here and just remind you of the very minimal laws of the Church on fasting and abstinence? We can do that before Lent. Just put a notice in the bulletin. But no, I'm here to ask a question. Do you want to grow in holiness? Do you want to strive to enter through the narrow gate? Do you want to recline a table in the kingdom of God? Of course you do. Then do not disdain the discipline of the Lord. Friday and all the weekdays of Lent, especially, remain days of penance. Do not lightly dismiss the opportunity to grow in holiness and go beyond what the mere letter of the law demands and strive to conform yourself more closely to Christ and to the will of God. The table of the Lord is already set for you. Nations from east and west and north and south are already gathered there and they're waiting for you. Get ready to enter that place where you were invited to join all of them as they rejoice in the presence of the Lord forever and forever. Amen.